Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Five Songs or Less. I'm Nate, and I'm here with Danny. Hey, Danny. Hey. Um, we're really stoked about today's conversation. Um, it should be light and full of laughs uh, mm-hmm. because we're talking about the band Piebald, which I gave to Danny uh, because he had said, I think, something snarky about the band. So. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I said something along the lines of, hey! <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was going to do the intro before I asked if you wanted to do it. I was going to just start it with, hey! Five Wait, songs we, or less. <laughs> can we rewind and do that? <laughs> <laughs> How many intros would you like, folks? <laughs> I always throw a lot of like gravel on my voice when I do that because I... St- I started making fun of that and, and combining it with um, uh, Hold Steady, that guy, Chris Finn, I think his name I'm is. Not, Craig, Craig Finn. Craig Finn. I don't, the Hold Steady, it's a very familiar name, but mm. I have no, no sound comes to mind when you say that, that mm. group, except for maybe Hot Hot Heat, but I don't think they're no, the same band. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Uh, they've, I don't know. They've got some good songs. There's a couple that um, are fun and there's a couple that like reference hardcore stuff like one time we were talking about you and I I think we're texting about like shelter or something like that and I quoted uh, hey who's the blue guy or, or something of that nature mm, that's a quote that's from, right. a, from a hold steady song are they are they a Krishna group or were they referencing their love? No, of the, the singer just like used to be really into that kind of stuff. Yeah. They're just kind of like a, a rock, pop, uh, Springsteen influence. Uh, I don't know. They they have some good songs. Did, are this is this a band that was heavily influenced by Piebald? No, I just I. Yeah. I don't remember. I'd have to go listen back. <laughs> Can't you call them? Don't you have them on your cell phone? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, hey, Craig, remember that time I made fun of you? On Twitter? And he's like, yes, I remember. (laughs) Uh, My wonderful impersonations on this podcast. (laughs) So, yeah, we were saying before we hit the the record button, I apologize because I've pushed this recording back like three or four times today. I kept having more things to do. I started with nothing to do except for this podcast. Today, and it, really? And then it turned into more things. And it was kind of annoying, but hey, we got Dutch Bros. Uh-huh. Is that coffee or is that mi- what is that? Frothy it's basically milk? a it's basically a milkshake, yeah. Oh, okay. It's pretty good. We used to live so we used to live, you know, where Colonial Heights Library is. Yeah, I've been yeah. to I went to that house many times. I saw you there. Oh, right, them, right, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you went to that house. We used to live mm-hmm. over there. There's, they built a Dutch brothers right there. And so we would go all the freaking time. And now, yeah. now they're too far away for us to go often, which is good. I have never been to a Dutch brothers, although yeah, it's I fine. go, don't, it don't, it's not worth your time. It definitely, I don't know, dude, I'm not super worried about it. It's a good point. Yeah. It's a good point. All right. All right. Off the, off the, off that, you know what I want to say f- before you talk about your book habit, your addiction to books. <laughs> Um, is that, you know what, like, I really don't like about the five day work week and the two day weekend. Uh huh. All of it. Like, I think that, yeah, well, yeah, (laughs) first of all, all of it, but to be more precise in this moment is that like, 
I think that to some degree, like we work, you know, like you're, you do your nine to, well, I do like a nine to, to six, um, which is not an eight hour workday by the by what the fuck happened to that. Huh. Uh, somewhere in there, we, we were convinced to take an hour off in the middle of our day to yeah. sit in a shitty work lounge and eat <laughs> reheated macaroni and cheese or some shit. I just, sit in a hell? folding chair at <laughs> a folding a table, at a folding table <laughs> and then have dumb conversations with people that you don't necessarily know or like, yeah, yeah. anyways, so like, that's really pessimistic. I don't mean to be so rude about all of that. Um, it's all true though. I do think. Like I try and maintain some active around work life. Like I get up pretty early in the morning. My wife goes to work at six in the morning. So she's gone real early and sometimes earlier. It's real weird, real weird job. And, um, so I usually wake up around six fifteen, six thirty or so, like in the aftermath of her having prepared for her day. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'll take a walk and listen to a podcast or wow. like, I don't know, do some shit. Cause you got to have those extra hours. But what I, my argument is what I'm trying to, what my argument is, is that like, I think we tend to put a lot of the work we need to do just day to day in our lives mm-hmm. on hold during the week. Cause we're so damn busy with going to work and in your case also raising humans, right? Yeah, like that's yeah, yeah. a lot of extra, that's a de- you have two jobs basically. Um, and then that third job is just maintaining adult relationships with partners and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So on Saturdays you're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to wake up late. I'm going to have some, some coffee, Dutch bros or whatever. Yep. And, you know, I'm going to listen to a CD and I'm going to watch uh, a YouTube video and then I'm going to record a podcast and it's going to be great. But that mm-hmm. never happens because everything's been pushed off. Yep. You got shit you got to do. You yep. got to get it done. So it's like the sixth work day of the week, you know, and, and, and we forget, I think sometimes that the stuff we do, like going to the doctor or going to the grocery store is actually part of our economy. It's part of our work. So yeah. whatever, Danny, I feel bad for you. And I want to let you know well that, um, a, like a, a lazy Saturday is a goal you, sh- you should have. In the we had an extremely lazy Friday yesterday. We're all, we're, you take the day off? We're on vacation. Oh, um, that's right. Uh, we went out of town. Um, we left Tuesday. We were there in Boulder City on Wednesday and came home on Thursday. Uh, we spent so much goddamn time in the car that um, Friday we just fucking sat around and watched TV all day. Boulder City. Boulder City, Nevada. Why is, what is, what is the, why do people call their cities Boulder? Is there a big know. rock there? Uh, there's a fair amount of rocks. It's the desert. You've got, you, I guess you could call the Hoover Dam a, a rock of sorts. That's where the Hoover Dam is. Huh. You know? You didn't could, know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you were in Boulder City, Nevada City. Yes. I was in California. Boulder City, Nevada California city. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went to, so we went to this cute little coffee shop and, um, we went two days in a row to the coffee shop. We went during our, our visiting day. And then before we left, we went back cause it was a very cute little coffee shop, coffee shop slash bookstore. Oh, hell yeah. Which was nice. Okay. And we got a couple uh, little books for the kids. And, but while we were in there, both times I heard fallout boy and I thought of you because I, th- I don't think it was off the first album, or maybe it was. I don't know. But we were just talking about it, and so I thought of thought of uh, good old Nate. Because uh, you're such a because you're such a Fallout Boy head, dude. Oh, shit. That, so that a good friend of mine who loves saves the, or saves the day. He loves them too. Yeah. He loves uh, Taking Back Sunday, yeah. right? Yes. He's also a huge Fallout Boy, like career Fallout. Wow. Boy. And Danny, I I don't want to break your heart right now. Um, <laughs> 
but um, I'm not a Fall Out Boy fan beyond the first album, well, and even that album, well. um, I haven't listened to in in many years. <laughs> so I'll get. I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put it on the uh, old docket. Okay. Now, I have some questions about Nevada City Boulder. <laughs> okay. I'm looking right now at a uh, 15 best things to do in Nevada City Boulder, mm-hmm. and I'm curious. Did you see while you were there any massive animals with huge horns? Uh, also probably known as goats. Oh no, we didn't see any of those, but the, the like assisted living facility that, uh, Amanda's grandparents live in looks out onto a baseball field slash park. And every day the big horn will come down. It's a big horn. Big horn will come out of, out of the mountains and roam around along with some coyotes as well. We saw a coyote. Oh, I, coyotes are very charming. They will eat your they will eat they your will dogs eat your and face. your cats. <laughs> Probably your face, yeah. Um, dang, so like you saw those, but you did see them, or at least you knew that they were close to you. I knew that, that we had the opportunity to potentially see them, but we'd have to like, I think you have to be there pretty early mm-hmm. in the morning. Is it a, is it a river city? Yeah, I, I believe so, because the... The Hoover Dam is right there, and I, th- I think that's attached to a river. The Colorado River, yeah. I think, right? Now, does that... You didn't see it, though. Like, does it have water in it is my question. The, um, well, it's a lake. It's Lake Mead is right there. That's what it is. Um, and it, it had water. It definitely looked low from where we could see. They have a... Yeah. Uh, her grandparents, out of their window in their little apartment thing, have a really great view. They get, they get the baseball diamond with all grassy stuff. You got the stupid-looking desert. And but then you also have off in the distance you have Lake Mead. It's a giant, giant mm-hmm. lake. Not Tahoe. Is big, that the lake that is it the lake that's created by the dam? I think so. Yeah. It says here that the city of Boulder, Boulder City was actually built for workers of yes. that dam. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's it's a city that exists because a project took place and people needed somewhere to live. Yeah. Fascinating. It's a cute little place, man. Well, I enjoyed, I mean, and they have a they have a monster museum. Excuse me, can you explain more about? They have a they have a for some reason I don't know why it's not in Vegas, but in this little building they have a monster museum. They have movie monsters, wax figures. They have like one of the the from I think Gremlins two, when one of the Gremlins like turns into a spider Gremlin, they have one of those. And they have, uh, I didn't get to go on the tour again. The last two times we went, I haven't been able to go on the tour again because they, they keep adding things. Um, but I always go in and buy a t-shirt for Tom Devlin's Monster Museum. Tom, yeah, I got the website here. Yeah, it's pretty tight. It, it looks awesome. It, I have to, I want to express my enthusiasm, not just for the idea of a monster museum, but that Tom Devlin has named it after himself. Yes, he sure did. And... <laughs> And this website has probably looked the same for the past 27 years, oh, which I yeah, really yeah, appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> it's tight. It's a really tight old website. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's a very, it's kind of, it. every time I go, it, it gets a little better because it was very janky at first. It, it felt like it was in, uh, I don't know if in, in school you had like portable buildings. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it felt like it was in one of those and I think it kind of is. But every time I go, it, it looks a little better. And they even have a little movie theater in there now. Uh, you know, it seats like 
probably 15, 20 people or something. But do you do, are you a Gilmore Girls oh, yeah. watcher? Oh, 100%. Like, do you, like the movie theater in uh, Stars Hollow, the it's, little one with the little couches and stuff? Yeah, it's probably smaller than that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's tight. I, I kind of, I'm kind of envious of it's, this little town for that weird little sick. vibe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have to worry about all the Trump thumping, Bible thumping re- uh, Republicans, but uh, everything around that is is pretty cute. If you see a Bible thumper, mm-hmm. what exactly are they doing with the Bible? Like how, how what does the thump look like? Hmm. They're actually thumping the Bible. I think they're walking around like, like almost like a billy club, but instead of a billy club, it's a Bible and they're slapping oh it against God. their hand. Just like, pong, pong. yeah, they were ready to come whip on it over. Out challenge me. <laughs> it's like that meme of the guy changed my mind, but he's like just right. standing there thumping a Bible. I will ready to cite some verse at you yeah. at a moment's notice, or excuse me, let me find that passage moment's notice. Speaking of books, mm. good books, Look at that transition. Danny had uh, disclosed to me, and he can also retract this because he's the editor and producer of this podcast, uh, and his New Year's resolution. And um, mm-hmm. I wonder if you would like to let your listeners know what's on the what's on the uh, what's on the calendar. Sharp-eared listeners may already know this because it has come up on the pod before, but I I only know of one person for sure that listens to every single episode. Hi, Josh, you're the best. But my New Year's resolution, which it is now April 16th, which and has not been completed, unless you want to count like reading to my kids. My goal this year was to read a book. And that one book, Nate has started reading now. Yeah, my hold came in at the public library. So yeah. I got the uh, the version of it, this book, Sell Out. Uh, Sell author, Out. Yeah. With me it's, too. It's, it's a it's a real big fish biography. <laughs> um, I'd still so read funny. it. <laughs> I would totally. Read. I wa- I found a video on Instagram. This is a t- oh my god, all over the place. Anyways, um, <laughs> of these dudes who like competitively slide beers across <laughs> tables to each other. <laughs> Can you imagine this? They like sit at a distance and they mm-hmm. like. You know how you play ping pong and you yeah. stand back like ping pong players that stand really far back? Yeah. Like they're standing back like that and they're tossing and they do like a spin and then they grab their stein or something. And then Whoa. They their it's the dumbest thing I've ever wow. seen. Anyways, Real Big Fish was the soundtrack to that. Sure. Instagram. Yeah, real. absolutely. It was tight. The song Beer or? The song Beer, okay, yeah. Okay. Danny's a real fan, a real big fish fan. I know those two songs. <laughs> those two songs. Um that's not the book. Sellout is called The Major Label Feeding Frenzy That Swept Punk, Emo, and Hardcore, 94 to 90, 2007 by Dan Ozzy. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I don't know. Like, I'm into it. The first two chapters are Green Day and Jawbreaker. I think they're the last. There's a there's a Jimmy World chapter in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if a lot of the chapters are actually interesting to me, to be honest. Like, there's some bands I don't really care about. but uh, Yeah, there's definitely some. I don't care about Rise Against. I don't think I know anything about that band. Why are they in that book, you think? Because uh, people really like them for some reason. I don't really get it, but I would really love to read the chapter on Thursday. Oh, yeah. And at the drive-in. At the drive-in. Blink-182 is in there as Oh, well. yes. I would love to read the Blink chapter. Yeah. But not the Distillers. No, no, not a fan. What about My Chemical Romance? I do like My Chemical Romance. We might actually talk about them today. Oh, really? On this podcast. 
about Piebald. In the context of Piebald? Uh-huh. Do they share members? No. Is Piebald actually My Chemical Romance? Yes. <laughs> Gerard Way is the singer of... I don't know any of the names of the members of Piebald. Welcome to Five Songs or Less, the <laughs> most professional podcast you will ever listen to. <laughs> Whatever. Danny, I encourage you to... Uh, to take a look at sell out the book. Uh, I think it'll be, I think you'll, I think you'll love it. I think I will. I'm so bad at reading. I, I always like get the motivation and then I forget to actually do it. Amanda bought me a book on the recommendation of Nathan, I believe a book about LA punk and X yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and so that's been, I've, uh, it's probably been like four years. I read that book on his recommendation too, and it is very good. Yeah. I think you'd like that too. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm just not much of a of a reader. That's why I married a librarian, so she can read things for me. Yeah, she sums them up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she um, says hi, by the way. Amanda does. Oh, hey, what's <laughs> up, Amanda? Um, I think the thing is, is that our aforementioned five day work week plus Ooh. raising kids mm-hmm. and having a partner just, and listening to you like music yeah. and you got to listen to it. I, I, I do. Gotta. And you, you make, you make music. Yeah. You got to make it. Mm-hmm. You probably also, I know you also like to watch some television. I mean, when the hell are you supposed to read dude? Oh. To be perfectly honest, when the hell are you supposed to I don't to know. Do? I don't know. You, you I find mean, the time. Amanda yeah, finds but the I, time. Amanda's ability to do things. I'm, I would, she indicate she comes off to me as somebody who sleeps less than some other people. No, do, no, we get a good amount of sleep. Um, she she's very into audiobooks though, so she'll oh, power through right, an audiobook, helps. and she always does yeah. it at the hyper speed, and it's really <clears throat> funny to to hear coming out of the bedroom or whatever while she's getting ready, like at six speed, like it's literally it's, impossible. It's so to it's like <laughs> it's like Gilmore Girls times two speed or something. Yeah. She doesn't actually know what happens in the books, but she can say without lying, I read that book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, what's, is what it is. I, yeah. I read the gist of that book. Right. I let it roll across my uh, iPhone screen for we did about not, 40 minutes. I, I almost, we were talking about doing an audiobook on our trip, but we didn't. We, we just listened to a bunch of true crime podcasts. That's reading or audiobook too. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's all. Yeah, no, I, I've. It's I, all together. No arguments that, that <clears throat> listening to an audiobook is, is reading. We had planned on reading or listening to a book, but we just listened to Crime Junkies and Anatomy of a, of a Murder. Crime Junkies is the name of the of a, podcast of series? Of a podcast, yeah. But podcasts are good. They've It's good for a long road trip. For me, anyway, it keeps me keeps me awake. Keeps my brain I, going. I have not traveled much in the last many years because of the pandemic, and also I don't know. I just leaned into it. I'm yeah, sitting at home yeah. most of the time. You got that hot tub now. I mean, why why would you leave? It's, well, I don't know. I need an electrician still, so the hot tub is not up and bubbling <laughs> yet. I know, and I'm missing really good days. Like the weather's perfect right now for yeah. it. But um, what I was going to say was, oh yeah, we uh, Shannon and I drove to my family's house, which is about 13 and a half hours uh-huh. north on I-5. Actually, ju- you get off, you get on I-5, you drive for 13 and a half hours, you get off I-5. It's uh, oh, okay. pretty direct. Mm-hmm. But we listened to the entire Dropout podcast that way. And I was just like driving, like, I got this, this is great. Mm-hmm. Just like doing the next episode after, after one after another, because you know, I love corporate white collar crime. So. Oh, I don't actually know if I do that. 
The dropout is the Elizabeth Holmes story, the Theranos uh, founder and CEO who became a billionaire on a product that was never realized despite her attempts to, despite her selling it as something that was about to be realized or realized. She just got convicted, actually, and will go to jail likely very soon. Wow. Interesting. Not to spoil it or anything like that, but, you know. Huh. Yeah. And you took Podcasts a, are dope. You took a trip to the LBC as well, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. I was down there a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Shan's been there every weekend now. She's got a family member who's ill. Oh, and, bummer. Um, she's been traveling back and forth. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that her trips have been less like when I was down there, we got we you know, we saw them and like had a chance to spend some time, but like also we were just spending time with her family, sure, drinking sure. some coors coors light. <laughs> and just that's about it. Yeah. That was about it actually. Yeah. We don't do too much when we're down there. But <laughs> You know, toast to Bradley Knoll and then drive back home. Oh man, I am not allowed to talk about Sublime <laughs> in my household. <laughs> Unfortunately, she'll overhear it and like, "This is done. You're done." I think it. I feel like something about that. Like Long Beach has a couple of really well-known musicians. Mm-hmm. Bradley Knoll is the worst of them. I think. <laughs> Um, and that's that's why it's kind of annoying. I mean, of course, everybody mentions Snoop Dogg, but the new up and comer Vince Staples. He's oh, not a yeah. new up and comer. He's been around for many yeah, years now. Yeah. But he's also from directly from the neighborhood she grew up in, oh. and he put a record out just last week. By the way, Danny, I've heard. Chef's Kiss is it's it fucking amazing? Oh yeah, it's very very good. Go check it out. Yeah. Should we start talking about Piebald, or do you want to talk about me or us not getting a cat today? Can I know why? Is it why did you not get a cat? Um, so Front Street Animal Shelter does uh, adoptions uh, every, I guess, Saturday. This is all new information to me as of today uh, through Petco on Arden. Oh, in the neighborhood. Um, and so we went down to Petco because they had five cats. Mm-hmm. Five. Is that is that a lot or a no? Little? That's that's apparently not much. Okay. They had five cats and a few dogs. And we got there. It's it's going to go from 12 to 4, they said. Um, come on down. Get yourself a cat. It's 100 bucks per, 100 bucks per <laughs> Did cat. Did you hear this on the radio or something? <laughs> come on down. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> We've got five cats. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got there at 12 o'clock. There was a line of 20, 25 people. Uh, we got in the back Holy of the line cow, and we're just really? like, uh, we're just going to wait and see. And they were like updating the website. Every time a cat would get adopted, we'd refresh the page and, Oh, Nemo's gone. Nemo got, got adopted. Jellyfish is still there though. We want jellyfish. Yeah. We want jellyfish. Yeah. You do want jellyfish. Yeah. yeah. But we were there for about an hour and a half, just standing in line. Every once in a while, the kids would get squirmy. So we'd go walk around and look at the, the lizards and the guinea pigs and all that. We did not get a cat. But they said um, in the next few weeks, month or so, uh, they're going to have hundreds because that's just the way. What? That's just the way cats do it. Oh, yeah. They birth in this. It's like it's it's their birthing season. <laughs> yeah. Their yeah. Harvesting it's, right now. It's as soon as spring hits, you just got cats up to your elbows. <laughs> there is a house down the block from me that once a year has a bunch of new cats running around yeah. it because of that exact reason, it's, I think. It's probably yeah. going to have have that soon. Maybe I'll come get one. You, yeah, I don't know, man. They're pretty wily, those yeah. ones. 
Now we want to do it through through um, Front Street because it's a pretty good a little organization mm-hmm. uh, through the city, and then it comes all you know microchipped and spayed and or neutered and all that stuff. So get a cat ready to go. But so it was slightly disappointing, but also like as soon as we saw the line, we're like, okay, we're not getting a cat today, but we're going to stand in line just in case for the experience. Yeah. You never know. We never know. Um, but it was fine. And like the other people in line were, were nice and like very talkative and like, Oh, we should have gotten here. Blah, blah, blah. You know, all the, all that kind of stuff. Um, I guess some people got there at like eight 30 in the morning though. Like as soon as the store opened, they were there and just like hung out for four hours. I do respect the providing a home for an animal that needs one. Yeah, so yeah. Even if, and getting there early for it, that's great. Yeah. Um, when I picture you, you were with your kids, right? Yeah. So it's the four of you. Yeah. It's like a family outing. A family. Yeah. I think of you in this line in a parking lot. And for some reason there's a band playing in the background and you have balloons and cotton candy. <laughs> that was not the case. That was not the case. That's not, not the case. We were completely unprepared. Yeah. We didn't have a cat carrier with us or anything. I mean, you were just gonna hold the cat yeah. as you walk. <laughs> put it, put it in my hood back here. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, they have like the box, you know, a little cardboard box that you take it with, and you're yeah. at Petco, and so you can buy all the you know cat shit that you need. That's why they host it. Yeah, yeah, probably. That's it. Gets them that, uh, that, uh, that, what do you call it when you buy, like, you know, when you're at the checkout stand and you get a Reese's little pieces upsell or whatever, an upsell, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. and you can They're go, like, you, need some... you can go to Front Street, but they don't have kittens there, they have like adult cats. You want a kitten, and we want a kitten, we want, a, we want the a kids pref- to experience a kitten, you know. Do you have preferred coats or anything like that? Or no, like just cat, mostly, just a cat, mostly, yeah, you know, the... if, if it's a real. I can't even say if it's a weird looking one because we might like a weird looking one. But if it's basic, I remember I saw one cat. I was like, we don't want that cat. That cat's basic. Yeah, I've, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Without knowing what you mean, like yeah. I, I feel you. But if it if it looks anything like Mulpatine, it's it's I will punch people to get to the cat. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Just like a fluff ball. Like if a, it's yeah, if it looks like Mulpatine, get out of my way. That's my cat. Reincarnated. Well. I didn't realize, you know, like I know that you have been in the pit before, <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't realize you actually were there on purpose <laughs> and able to maneuver around. Inside I just go it. to the pit just to hit people. <laughs> what the fuck? That's actually, that's interesting. Like <laughs> inside that book sellout, they were talking about the Genesis of Gilman, the uh, uh-huh. 94 Gilman and, Apparently, like that was something they were trying to like avoid, right? Sure. Like that punk punk venues of the late seventies were just like people would just punch each other, Ugh. which I remember from like Sex Pistol videos. Sure. But I thought it was all orchestrated. Yeah, yeah, to be yeah. honest, it seems a little extreme to walk into a pit and just start punching I've or choking punched somebody before. Man, fucking the maybe the reason I don't like Pennywise. I was in the pit. I was near the pit for Pennywise at the Memorial Auditorium in like 1999 or something. And some guy just comes up and punches me square in the back. Clocks you, clocks right? Like not accidentally. No, they're not, not picking up change or something. Mm-mm, they just clock mm-mm, you. Mm-mm. Just Danny. Socked right in the back. And another time we were, we were at bottom of the hill watching some girls. And I was like on the side of the pit, you know, standing there like this. Like they would come by and you raise your arm a little bit so they don't yeah. run into you. 
And a guy's just like, whack, and whacks me right in the arm. That never happened to me before. I've never even seen that before. What are you doing? Never again. Being a dick is what that person is doing. Being a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick, dude. I think he was, I think he was bald. You think what? I think he was bald. Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's a, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't think, I don't think I, I don't think I can or will generalize about people who are uh, bald. I shouldn't either. <clears throat> but I, but you were making, you were, you were speaking observationally. You <laughs> recall being punched by a man in the pit who happened to have been bald. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I think those are the only two times I've been punched in a pit. Only two times I've been pee peed. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been socked and like hit hard and like all that shit, but like never like, like the, in my mind, it's like, I see you. I am done picking up change. I have cleared the floor and I walk right over to you and I just take my fist and I land it right in your face yeah, for yeah. no reason except to actually punch you. Like, I, I just don't, don't get it. I don't understand. <clears throat> it's not part of the energy. It doesn't flow with the beat. Like, it doesn't, like, to me, it's just like, it's just, I mean, it, it seemed, would seem to me, the, the dude who hit you in the arm, like, that seems like maybe that's part of the energy and just movement. But, like, to go up to somebody, the one who punched you in the face or whatever at Pennywise, like, no, in the back, not in the, not in the face, the back. Oh. I still think that could have been, that could have been influenced, but it's not the same as what I think that they were mentioning in this book when Gilman was being founded, yeah, yeah, where like yeah. the p- punk venues were like, literally it was just like a person who's a little bit too violent and just wants to punch people without yeah. consequence or hopefully without consequence. Cause you can just blame it on the music or mm-hmm. who knows. whatever <clears throat> you will do that to get to a fluffy. Uh, gray. Yes. Yes. If it is a fluffy gray, sort of Maine Coon looking cat, get out. You get will, away from me. You will holler, I am Johnny Rotten, <laughs> and, then run, and then run at the person holding that cat. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> Anarchy in the pet coke. <laughs> you knock them over, look at, they're passed out on the ground, you look down and say, God did not save the queen today. <laughs> or some shit, and then you run away with yeah. a new cat. Yeah. Your kids are your kids are just like oh my god and they're running with you. Oh, <laughs> uh, Lasso would probably start throwing punches too. Anyway, cats. I want one. We want two actually. I think that's the preferred number. Two. Yeah, I've, I'm. I'm not a person who it's not like I judge folks with just one cat, but I do know like just from reading about cats and experiencing cats that um, companions are good for them. Yeah, like they're yeah. just they're just happier if you have yeah. a second cat. Get to play and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll get two. Uh, we might do one at a time. It it all depends on what we can get, pretty much, and their kind of demeanor. We don't want we don't want like we're going to go pick up the cat. We don't want the cat that's like meowing a lot. We want the cat that's oh, really? playful. We have a our most recent cat is a is a talker and is very playful and is also pretty aggressive to the other cats. So actually, mm-hmm. lots of lots of negatives. But um, I love when he talks. I'll, yeah. He'll just be like, Meow! and I'll be like, hey, what's going on? And then he'll like respond back. Yeah, yeah. And Shannon said that she read that like if you have cats that are really talkative as as kittens uh-huh. and you correspond with them, like you talk back or yeah. respond, they'll keep it up forever. Uh, That's tight. Yeah. Like you're giving them positive, af- positive feedback. They <laughs> understand it somehow. Yeah. Like I don't get it. But if you don't, they might stop doing it. Oh, okay. Okay. That's good. Give them the uh, cold shoulder. 
That's not really... for your cat, yeah, because you yeah. want a quiet, yeah. you want a quiet, well-behaved cat for old, an older adult like yourself. Yeah, be like the the unattentive dad, just like, <laughs> yeah, I hear you, whatever, just go about my business. <laughs> I'll, I'll be in the garage, hanging the laundry. <laughs> If I'm doing anything in the garage, it would be organizing because it's a big old fucking mess. <laughs> organizing for the sake of organizing, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems to me like you need to order up one of those dumpsters and just wheel everything into Dude, the dumpster. We just filled my dad's trailer with like so much fucking cardboard. It's ridiculous because we like moved a, a year mm-hmm. ago, <laughs> but we had to buy a bunch of new stuff for the house because it's bigger and. We'd like bought a new dishwasher and stuff. And we have all this cardboard just like chilling in our garage and on our back patio, but it's all gone now. Why didn't you just light it on fire? Because someone's got to contain that. Yeah, that's what you would do. Don't worry. Just <laughs> do you have, bring a bucket of water with you. <laughs> just like throw it all in the street, <laughs> set it on fire. On the Do it on the 4th of July. No one will be the wiser. <laughs> like. Uh, that's, that's not a bad idea, actually. Hmm. I'll have to think about that for Fourth of July. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people in the neighborhood, but I'll be like, you know, light it all on fire, and then I come light your fireworks over here. Just, just make sure you throw them quickly. <laughs> just you create basically a massive bonfire, and kids throw their favorite firework into the bonfire. Yeah, and they yeah. Just start shooting and exploding everywhere. Any old direction it needs to. Yeah, you're. I don't know. That's a that's a scene. That's something you can do. <laughs> this was Nate's idea, everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Burning cardboard in the streets. I don't think that gets you um, out of trouble if you say this was Nate's idea. <laughs> Officer, <laughs> there's a man who lives in Sacramento. His name's Nate. He uh, was on a Zoom call with me. Nate again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This guru cult leader named Nadu gets people to burn cardboard in there. It's the third call today. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, hey, you're part of it. Hell yeah. Um, Should we? So we want to talk about the band Piebald. Let's fucking talk about the band Piebald. I'm really curious to have this conversation with you. I wanted to preface it by pointing out (laughs) oddly. That I have given you two bands. <clears throat> Both of them come from the same scene mm-hmm. around the same time, super different sounding bands. Yeah. And neither of them are bands I really am engaged with anymore sure. in my life today, which I find kind of interesting. Like, as I was listening to Piebald's in preparation for this, I was sort of like, yeah, I know why I loved this. Mm-hmm. I also know why I don't listen to this anymore. Sure, sure. And it's to me funny that, like, instead of picking like, like coming in on strong with like a group that I totally am into today, I've instead <laughs> provided you with two sort of obscure Boston based punk bands yeah. from a long time ago. But okay. How do you want to start this conversation? Uh, that's totally cool. Uh, I mean, you've, I want to know about your piebald tattoo. Oh yeah. I have a piebald tattoo. Yeah. I have a piebald tattoo. That's pretty funny. Um, I got it the day I turned 18, mm-hmm. which is very cool. That's when you get a band tattoo, um, usually. That's when you get a band tattoo. In, uh, I think the, t- the parlor was called Rose Tattoo in Olympia, Washington. Okay. 
which um, if you know the geograph geography, the <laughs> geography of my hometown, Olympia is the closest city of note to where I grew up. Okay. So that's where we would go to get, um, you know, like to there, that's where the skate park was. Okay. That's where rainy day records was up there, which mm-hmm. is like a famous like K and kill record. That's like a record shop. Mm-hmm. You could get a, you could buy a white belt back then. Nice. Nice. Cause you know, that was like a thing uh-huh. in 99, uh-huh. 2000. Yeah. So Olympia, I went up there and I got that piebald tattoo. It's basically, um, <clears throat> the the laughing skull and crossbones mm-hmm. and i think actually now as i riff on this question my piebald tattoo it makes some sense i've always found that tattoo to be pretty funny because it has it like the crossbones hang out under t-shirts when i wear them and, you, and if you look up it's just the piebald like smiling skull like, yeah, it's yeah. sort of stupid right yeah. but it looks initially tough yeah yeah <laughs> and i feel like that really says a lot about that band but also like how much i leaned into that that idea uh-huh. of like not taking oneself very seriously and um, unless of course it was necessary. And then being, I don't know, just like the, the goofy nature of piebald has always been something that really yeah. struck me as, as really relevant. I wonder if that's why I was never able to really latch on to them. Cause especially in that time, like early two thousands, I was taking myself way too seriously. And the music I listened to was maybe taking itself a little too seriously. And they're not like over the top goofy, like the the punk that I listened to growing up. You know, like No Effects is kind of over the top mm-hmm. goofy sometimes, and it's kind of like goofy in a in a sort of smart way, like smart humor almost. And maybe I just didn't get it. Maybe I was a little too, a little too dumb or or something. Because there were songs that I heard that I kind of liked. There was two rocking chairs on a porch. Mm-hmm. And small town outside of the out of Boston. Those are the two songs that I remember having MP3s of, and like kind of digging a little bit. But anyway, I don't know. Maybe that's why I didn't uh, didn't really latch onto them because I've I've owned some CDs over the years, and I think I listened to it like once. I even I was looking at their discogs, and I was like, oh shit! I used to own that vinyl box set with like the first three albums in it, <laughs> and I got rid of it because. I do things like that. Um, but it was just like, oh yeah, Piebald. They're like one of those classic second wave emo bands that second slash third wave emo bands that everyone has to like. And so I just kind of like pretended to like them for a long time. And then I just forgot about them until, it, until I, I, <laughs> I saw them. Well, oh yes. With, with who with, you've talked about this. I saw them. At bottom of the hill, with My Chemical Romance opening, mm-hmm. uh, and then My Chemical Romance on stage again as Piebald. <laughs> I think the, the My Chemical Romance opened for Piebald. Like my story was Taking Back Sunday open for Piebald. Like, oh, that's yeah. wild. Yeah, like those two bands are so much larger than they are. They are. My Chemical Romance is huge, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they were opening. Uh, Minus the Bear also played. Piebald was the headliner, uh, and this band called Noise Ratchet. Yeah, I remember that. Band. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't. It was, and I'll kind of talk about this later. But it was, they had like this very interesting stage presence that I don't think I was I was prepared for. They they felt very like, like the stage was too small for them. Like they needed to be on a big like arena level stage. They had like this presence about them, and I, plus I was standing on the. Do you, have you been to Bottom of the Hill? 
I think I did see a show there, but San Francisco, San Francisco, right? Yeah. Like, um, I've been to maybe four shows in San Francisco since I moved here and I don't recall the names yeah. of the venues, but I think I have. Okay. It's, it's a, it's like a, no wait, that's the great American musical. It's yeah. Bottom of the hall, like it's, but never mind. Bottom I'm is, not gonna it's, pretend it's like, pretty small. It's, I can't think of what I could compare it to that you would know in Sacramento. Did you ever, have you ever gone to blue lamp when that was around in Sacramento? Yeah. It's semi-comparable in size to blue lamp. That's right. I saw, I saw planes mistaken for stars at bottom of the hill. Oh, cool. Okay. Maybe seven years ago. Yeah. But anyway, you can, you can stand on the side of the stage. Cause like you can walk by the stage and you can go to the back and that's where like the smoking area is and where the merch usually is. Right. Um, and I was on the side of the stage and I had my camera with me. I have a couple pictures, um, but it's basically of their butts because <laughs> I was like on the side and the, it's not a good place to stand if you want to take pictures um, unless the band is, is really into turning around or I got some good pictures of blood brothers there because mm-hmm. they like roll around on the floor and stuff. And then I, I, I specifically remember this and I don't know if it's because that was my first experience seeing them live or it's because I have some pictures. Apparently I've seen them a couple other times too, but I don't remember it at all. Like I remember the other bands that played because they apparently were on tour with me without you a couple times that I saw them. I think it Piebald toured like they like for three or four years straight. Yeah. They just were on the road the whole time. Yeah. So I think that's probably why. Yeah. They were just showing up everywhere. Piebald <laughs> oh, again. But yeah, I think I might have saw, saw them at Slim's, maybe at Boardwalk in Sacramento. But anyway, I was going to see, I was looking on my phone and I couldn't find the pictures. I was going to see a lot of the pictures that weren't very good. I would just scan them and not post them anywhere. So I was going to check really quick to see if I had a photo scanned. I was going to send you a nice pic of, uh, they're not very good butt pics anyway. There's like a big lens flare, right? Right in the crotch area. (laughs) I gotta post these now that I'm talking about them so much, and I got a good picture of the bass player. Do you know their names? Travis sings. Aaron is the lead guitarist, and he sings the song that we'll talk about today called um, uh, "Dirty Harry and the Thunderbolts." Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. I mean, there's a one of their most famous songs is the opener to "We Are the Only Friends We Have," which is the song written from the future, and they go through each of their names, but I can't recall them off the top of my head. The two other dudes. Interesting. Go through that. Like it's a pretty cool song actually, because it's um, a lament for their tour bus, which we will, they, which they bring up in two of these songs okay. that are on this okay. playlist. But like, they were they're projecting into the future mm-hmm. what they do in the year 20, 2019 or something. I guess is what it would be, or twenty twenty or something like. Oh, that. Oh, really? It's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Did they when when that year came and went? Did they did they talk about it at all? I was like, I was looking at some videos in preparation for this, um, and there's some reference to it, but not in time. Mm-hmm. Like there was previously, they were doing it before. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I haven't seen anything of them. Like I think I'm, I'm gonna double check that time frame. T- let's see, 2002. No, it'd be 2022. It'd be this year. Actually. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, we are the only friends we have. Came out later than I thought it did. That's wild. Came out in 2002. 2002. The song is called King of the Road, the one that I'm referencing right uh, now. But. Okay. Is this another, like, it's not a label band, right? Because they were, 
I don't even know what label they were on. Well, they were on the Hydrahead they, for like an EP or something, right? No, that le- actually the two songs that you reference, I'm really surprised because like <clears throat> you're speaking about songs from their Hydrahead album. They did a full length with Hydrahead. Okay, okay. I uh, love. It's like one oh, of the few. Big wheel. Oh, okay. Okay. They're a big wheel band. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. They're one of the first bands, and maybe actually, to be honest, like one of the only bands that I collected. Like went onto the internet and tried to find, oh, um, like seven inches uh, and tapes and shit. Yeah, like I have like their cut. I have I have I have their seed the CD of sometimes friends fight. Oh wow! I have their seven inches, and then I have when life hands you lemons on green pre- a green vinyl pressing nice. of it, which is those, probably one of uh, the more hard to get yeah. LPs. But their their vinyl is expensive, man. None of it's in print anymore. None of it's in print, yeah, and perhaps with good reason. I think that <laughs> I, don't, I don't know actually. Like, all this stuff's come up on anniversary, and nobody has put the money out to yeah, repress it yeah. or celebrate it. And I think that I just don't think they're that band. I think, um, I think that's something we can talk about. Yeah, but yeah, like I don't know. It's I found it interesting that you said that this is a second wave or third wave emo band that everyone had to listen to because I I I think even when I was a teenager in really into this band, I thought of them as outside that circle a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like they were a weird band. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the comments I have, however, for the first song we'll listen to, we can actually jump. Well, no, I got to do my preface, but I can mix it together. Sure. I don't fucking know. (laughs) I don't know, dude. Um, (laughs) let's start. This is, (laughs) you know what, you know what, buddy, this right here, what (laughs) we're doing, it's a hundred percent good. song is 100% good mm-hmm. off of their first full length when life hands you lemons what do you, which what do you do it doesn't give you the full instructions yeah it doesn't i think this is recorded by kurt Ballou in god city i think that's so funny to me it totally is wild it's released on hydrahead records which is a label i was pretty obsessed with as a teen mm-hmm. but i this is not the first piebald album i heard okay the the second one was i think it's a really weird it's an early hydrahead release yeah yeah it seems like um, early on a lot of labels, but you know, Hydra Head early on was just kind of like made to put out their buddies' stuff and their own stuff, kind of. Right. You know, just because it looks more professional when you have a record label on your. It seems like such a standard CDR. approach for so many of those <laughs> those labels. Yeah. yeah. Were they so early? Early on, were they more like hardcore? Yeah, I think of it like early Lifetime. Do you know the band Lifetime? Yeah. yeah. Like they also have some early albums where it's like, wow, this is just a, they're just like a hard straight ahead hardcore mm-hmm, band or something mm-hmm. like uh, Piebald was not that, but they were definitely more in the the vein of <clears throat> heavier hardcore music for sure. Okay. But always kind of weird. Never like, like that's, I think it's one thing that I really love about this idea of a Boston early to mid nineties punk scene. Mm-hmm. Like the, we, we, we talked about Garrison, which is a super random, just like rock and roll band yeah. that had members who knew these guys and hung out with them mm-hmm. and played shows with them. They're friends with and shared members with Converge. They're, so Piebald and Converge had crossover. Yeah. Caven is around at that time too yeah. in that scene. It's just a, <clears throat> it's a funky, um, 
mix of all all those bands are very different. Yeah, and yeah. And then you have ISIS in the mix too. Yeah, ISIS comes around. Um, so I yeah I don't know like it feels to me very much like a scene that I want. To, I just I don't know like I don't know if that exists anymore. Like how does like of course it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Think, but but like uh, what an interesting time when you could have that much variation in the style. Yeah. Yet everybody is still all there's like buds and they work at the same comic shop. Yeah. And like they hang out and they tour with each other and they have splits with each other. Like there's cave-in piebald split yeah, for yeah. example. And like, yeah, I don't know if that kind of thing. I mean, I'm sure it exists somewhere, but um, to where it's like these four, five, six bands that all sound very different from each other that share members and but all play shows together and mm-hmm. go on tour together and all that kind of stuff. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Does it exist? It doesn't exist in Sacramento. I know that much. And we never really leave Sacramento. No, so. we don't. We don't. Well, yeah. I went to Boulder City, but I did not go to any shows while there. Oh yeah, you went to Boulder City, that's right. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's interesting and it's not just Boston at the time. I mean, I feel like Seattle had that when I was this at this around this time too. Yeah. I mean, if we talk about the mid early nineties to mid nineties, even from things like from, from sunny day through to, to like a band like, um, botch or mm-hmm. into Himsa or some, the murder city devils. Yeah. Like these are all people like, maybe they were all pals, but they were around and yeah. played yeah. the same shows minus the bears, a band you mentioned yeah. with frequency. And I don't know. It's an interesting mix of, of folks. Yeah. Um, Seattle, the Seattle scene, like th- that version of the Seattle scene, like makes more sense. Maybe, I mean, like Sunny Day doesn't quite fit, but but I feel they also predated that a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, they're a little before that. But like Botch and Barter City, those I mean, those are pretty different. But somehow it makes more sense. I don't know. Yeah, I did. Pieball comes out of that scene. Yeah. I don't know where I came. I don't know where I got them because it's not like to me they are not as relevant as Jimmy world or promise ring sure. or Texas is the reason at that time. Yeah. I don't, they're, they're a little bit of, they're off to the side. They're more of a rock band. Mm-hmm. They sing a lot about the band Van Halen and they have many references to Van <laughs> Halen throughout their, in, in other way, in other spaces. So like they, they don't, they don't really fit in there. Although I picked the first song that we're listening to that we just, I think you already put the, uh, the sound in yeah, there, right? Yeah, it's in there somewhere. Like I could have done more songs from this album. I think this is as an, as, looking back, this is my favorite piebald album. Mm -hmm. Um, at the time it was not, um, but I needed to pick some songs from this because it's so good. Um, and you obviously know some, which I find very random because this is a very (laughs) less, it's a lesser known piebald album. I I feel it's just whatever I picked Um, on Napster back in 1999 (laughs) or 2000 or whatever. Right. But this, the thing about this, this song in particular, 100% good is the fact that it like, it does have a Midwestern. Yes second wave emo vibe to it right yeah very much does this and those other songs that i mentioned too are this it's it's very very midwestern but it's happening at the same time as as a lot of Mm -hmm. that stuff and so i'm it's i've been like trying to think about like how could that have happened like could i mean these kind of things happen where where you know one side of the country will be doing a kind of music and the other side of the country will kind of be doing the same kind of music and they make sense together. And that kind of stuff just happens maybe based on they're listening to the same bands that are influencing them and they get the same ideas out of that. Um, I don't think that's um, too much of a stretch. But this is also in like the early 90s and 
things are it, accessibility is is less as far as music mm-hmm. is concerned. And so I'm like, is did like Cap and Jazz like tour through Boston? Oh, sure, you know, sure and did. and they like took influence from that. And then you have Davey coming off of Cap and Jazz to make Promise Ring, and so he's going to make that kind of music. And then this music sounds at times exactly like Promise Ring. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. It's just so weird to me that these two bands sound so similar, but they're from cities so far apart. You know, right. And the trajectory is going to be very different. Yes, like I think. Yes, very, very different. Piebald puts puts them put puts out an album that sounds like it could be a Jade Tree release mm-hmm. under the Promise Ring moniker. It's not as good as Promise Ring. I'm a huge Promise Ring fan, yes. so I'm not going to ever say that. But like, um, and then they go on, and I mean, the next album is probably still within that emo vibe, but it's definitely more. They start playing a little bit more with their interest in. In, I'm calling it like like glam or arena yeah, rock. Yeah, arena rock for sure. Stuff, which is not what happened with those bands mm-hmm. in the Midwest. They definitely went in a different direction. But yeah. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> 100% good, Danny. What do you, what, what did it, did it meet the, uh, <laughs> this, the level, did it meet the expectation it set out in its title? It's, it's definitely probably my favorite. The second song I also like a lot as well. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's definitely more reminiscent of the style of of I almost said promise ring of piebald that I remembered at liking. There's clever lyrics in there when he talks about like you can mm-hmm. flip me over like a record or like a turtle. Yeah. <laughs> like why though? Why is he saying that? <laughs> it's I don't know. I kind of I, I kind of really like that. It can get goofy. I feel like some of the other ones get a little goofy. Totally. Yeah. Um, I don't think you gave me anything like super goofy or silly or anything, but I actually pulled, I was going to do a song um, called all you need is drums to start a dance party. Oh yeah. 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 Have you heard (laughs) that? No, I haven't, but I saw it when I was looking. I fucking love that song, but it is not a song. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, I, that's like for me that was mixtape gold because yeah. at some point he's like all you need is kisses to make to start a makeout party. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that line. Anyways, because it's true, all you need is kisses to start a makeout it's true, party, it's man. True. <laughs> what? But you're right. I kept I didn't put the super silly shit on. I guess. But like, because I really liked Reggie in the full effect. Yeah, and that's goofy yeah, that's as true. shit. So what's the difference here? Reggie in the full. Think, Reggie's maybe like dumber. Reggie's dumber. This also is this. Yeah. So I mean, this predates yeah. it, but this definitely predates it. But they also knew each other, though. By the way, because Reggie was was in the scene that had Hydrahead connections too. I'm sure that yeah, they pulled from each other. Um, I I can surmise like one thing about Pieball that I think really stands out to me, and it's not as clear on these songs. Mm-hmm. But you, I did not put American Hearts on this because you were hey! the song, and I'm I'm not entirely certain if you like the song. But I do think I like it does something that comes up in other piebald songs where it's there's something about that song and its stupidity that is also making social commentary uh-huh. that's legitimate, right? Uh-huh. Like so, um, I think that th- that's something that piebald does well. They have moments of sincerity that are like political or social in their orientation, and you sort of are like, oh, that's a good thought uh-huh. or a good point, and then you go back to a line that's very visual, like when you run, I just walk fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you're like, fuck, this is brilliant. So it's like, I don't know. Like, 
I think that potentially the wordplay is funnier. Mm-hmm. It's more interesting. I, from as far as Reggie is concerned, like that's also more in line musically with what you like, yeah. what I like too. I'm not criticizing. I'm not saying I'm outside. I was a big Reggie fan, yeah. but it's it's also much more of that that vibe. Whereas this, the thing that Pieball does is they're a rock band. Mm-hmm. I think not in not an emo band. Yeah. When I re, when I think back on it, I'm like, wait, why did I like? And I definitely didn't like the pre the final two Pieball records because it was just L A like lounge rock shit. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck. But that's who they were. They were realizing themselves yeah. in the end, I think. So Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. with Reggie, like I already liked Get Up Kids. <laughs> I already liked Cole S. And um, yeah. I liked all the synth stuff. So it was already like in my wheelhouse. But yeah, I don't know. Really fucking. Minds are weird. Minds, minds, brains, you know. Also, moments are really relevant, yes. right? Like this is something that you could have heard a year before or after you did and you would have fallen in love with mm-hmm. it in essence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Um, or not potentially like, I, I don't know. Like when I reflect on this, I guess I should talk about 100% good. Like I think I love this whole album. I love this vibe. There's like that, that soft sort of like sound that it has. That is that pipe, that, uh, Jade tree kind of mm-hmm. thing, but he's consistently funny. And in my opinion, in this stuff, his stuff is more clever and not annoying throughout that entire album. Yeah. And this, this song is definitely a part of that too. Yeah. The visual you get from listening to him make, uh, sort of jokes are interesting. He's got this, uh, just put that away and I'll, uh, and I'll come complain with you. <laughs> um, which I don't know. just like the lyrics to me. Like I see things when I hear them. Yeah. I also like that. It's not just girl talk, mm-hmm. uh, like stuff about, it's not about relationships really. I mean, this is, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's funny in that way. And it's also like, if you think about converge or cave in, some of the other Hydrahead bands of that era, like it's also not their vibe. Which yeah. Is super. Yeah. It's those are very serious bands. <laughs> yeah. They're the two bands from that era that I still listen to regularly. Yeah. Though, which yeah. is something to be, I don't know what that is about me, but there you go. Yeah. yeah. I'm not cave in. I'm, I've never been like super huge on, I, I really like, um, Jupiter. I love Jupiter. Jupiter's totally a amazing. great yeah. fucking album. But, um, but yeah, I've until your heart stops, it's not, it doesn't stop your heart. It's good. I, I like that one too. I, I own that one too. I liked them when they were heavier and then didn't like the singer leave. And then, uh, Justin Broderick took over. That's his name, right? Broads, Stephen Brodsky. It was Justin, Justin Brod. That's the Yezu guy. <laughs> uh, didn't he like take over on vocals or lead vocals or something like that? He's the one who's saying he, ex- so that's always a thing. Like if you on until your heart stops, he's there, he does sing, mm-hmm. but he's the second and lesser okay. active vocalist. But there are songs on there that really, I remember when Jupiter came out, this is a sidebar. It's a, we're talking about Boston. Yeah. Yeah. 90s it it all makes now. sense. All right. Like that people were just like, this band completely changed. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And it's like, no, no, listen to some of those songs. Like the dude is singing on those songs yeah. and they, they do jam out. That's actually a good point though. Like I know like Coles did a Led Zeppelin album for Hydra Head, oh, yeah. a Led Zeppelin cover album. Remember that. And um, Brodsky and like Kaven, like their Jupiter turn was all based in like 70s, like jam yeah, rock yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And like maybe, and Piebald is a band that I think definitely like likes rock. Mm-hmm. They like f- stupid solos and noodles yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So Maybe those guys just all got super high all the time and like <laughs> listened to to fucking rock and roll yeah. music from their dad their dad's LPs listening or to I don't know. Led Zeppelin and Tom Petty. 
It was like the one time I saw Caven on that Jupiter tour. Um, <laughs> it just stands out because it's so dumb. Because I don't like that kind of music. I do not like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Um, but he was like, Brodsky was like, uh, he was like in between a song. There was some tuning going on, and he was like, "Man, I just listened to." I don't know, I'm going to pretend that it was Iron Butterfly. I can't remember who yeah, it was, yeah. but I just remember him being like, that guitar solo man was so good. And I was like, why is, who's this hippie that I worship? What the fuck? That's hilarious. I was like, okay, I get it. Oh, man. Anyway, cave in. They're, they're kind of good. Oh, I, I'm a huge yeah, fan, actually. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll say, but yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's listen to some timestamps. Uh, We can listen to some very Promise Ring sounding stuff. I mean, it it sounds like Promise Ring, but I'm not mad about it. Like... I, I feel like Promise Ring didn't sound like that enough. So it's it's nice to have another band that kind of sounds like that. I'm trying to figure out what year did 30 Degrees Everywhere come out? Um, 96. So it's um, a year before this. So just let that be. Yeah. That's, that's, they knew this stuff potentially. They knew it. But Promise Ring came through and they were like, oh shit, we got to change our sound. Yeah. This is what we got to do. Yeah, because um, I mean that early Promise Ring stuff just sounds so like bad and and emo-y and I love it. Oh, come I on. fucking love it. Yeah, Horse Latitudes and Nothing Feels yeah. Good came out the same year as this Piebald album okay. did. It's just in the air, just in that '90s mid '90s air. Just in the air. Yeah. Um, they were all. When I think of that kind of stuff, it gives me a little bit of a sweet tart taste. In yeah, my mouth. I don't know why, yeah. but. Speaking of things sounding bad, his voice sounds bad, but I fucking, I, oh, I yeah. love how much his voice sounds bad. Too bad I didn't download this song off of Napster because I would have really liked the whole ugly boy like theme <laughs> or whatever. I'd have been like, oh shit, singing about me. As you t- <laughs> turn yourself over like a turtle. Yes, I t- to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love that kind of singing though, where it's like just slightly off key or like there's some voice cracks and stuff. It's, oh, it's just, it feels like it's great. It's our, our, not our, even our generation, but like for, for, I think kids like when we, when we, no, 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 no. Don't step on that keyboard. Oh, get a cat. I got to get him out of here. Go away, Pete. See ya. <laughs> um, like, I feel like in our, our age group, like that particular type of singing and not so much music playing, cause it's not easy music, I guess. Not for like, let's not like punk where it's like, oh, that's three chords. Yeah. 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 Um, but the vocalization is sort of like, I can do that. That's, that's <laughs> tight. I'll sing like that. Yeah. So I do, perf- I do like that. Yeah. I, I even think that to some degree, like that really promise ring stuff, like Dave, it's not like Davey's voice sounds. Oh no, it doesn't sound good at all. Sounds like it's <laughs> good. Yeah. But it also sounds yeah. fucking perfect. Right. For, exactly. For what they're trying to do. Okay. There's some cool little like 
breaks in the song. It's very like the beat is cool because there's a lot of cool like kick happening. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it could be in a weird time signature. I don't I don't deal in weird time signatures. Yeah, you just kind of spoke to like this music being, you know, a little more intricate or, you know, I don't want, I don't want to use the word complicated, but, you know, something like that. And that kind of that part kind of speaks to that because it's a cool little break and they're doing interesting like stops and starts and stops and starts and like little clicks and things like that and that kind of stuff is i i just eat that shit up like give me more of that yeah yeah yeah. yeah. it's good it's good shit there's there's like quite a few of these songs have these cool little short instrumental breaks that are cool it's a question i was going to throw you at you as a person who can assess that a bit better than I can. If, if there is complexity, if these are actually dudes who know what they're doing on their guitars and or drums. Yeah, I think they're pretty good musicians. I, nothing, it doesn't seem like not, anything they're playing is like overly complicated. Like I think Garrison mm-hmm. has a bit has a bit more um, in that world. But they're, the songwriting is good. That's what I can mm-hmm. say. They have cool leads and stuff that aren't like complicated, but they work really well. It's a it's a good lead into the next song because there's a Tom Petty reference in the Ooh, next song. There is. And he uh he's a master of writing songs very simply that sound fucking amazing. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So shall we move on to the next song then? Yeah. I oddly my timestamp for one hundred percent good is the song one hundred percent. Start to finish. Start to finish. It is, yeah. It is that good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's one hundred it's good. Yeah. Okay. This yeah. Next song, not the J Tree compilation, the song off of If It Weren't for Venetian Blinds, It'd Be Curtains for Us All. Location is everything. about like like roman shades i don't what is a roman shade it's, and why not just paper taped to the window sure sure yeah you could do that roman shades are like the you know the kind that you like have to do this to to pull them up isn't and they that come, what a venetian blind is or no i thought like these are aren't these like Finish, yeah, don't you have to pull like those up like blinds? that too? Oh, you're talking you, about Roman shades because they're like li- they're looped. Yeah, they're right? like looped like mm, that, okay. and you pull them like that. These ones you just go. Whoop. I mean, there is an undercurrent of piebald that's kind of working man, mm-hmm. um, and those are not the kind of shades that that sure. exist within the possibilities sure. that this yeah. band was thinking of at the time. Because that's got, a rich man's you've shade. You got curtains, which is actually just a bed sheet, yeah. uh, or you've got. Venetian blinds. Venetian blinds. <laughs> Is there 100%. a difference between like Venetian blinds and mini blinds? I wonder. 
I don't know, dude. There's no I, way. All I know there's is, no way to find out. I'm all I know is that I'm impressed that you use Venetian blinds. I feel that they are um, like I'm a I'm a big curtain fan. So I think um, oh, uh-huh. I think uh, Venetian blinds are harder to clean. I guess is what it is. Yeah, these are going to be going actually soon. We're that's the appointment we had today was with uh, with Lowe's. We're getting uh, new blinds. They're still going to be blinds, but they're going to be two inch faux wood blinds. Oh, yeah. um, Danny's room raider level is about to increase, y'all. It's going to go up. Yeah, it's going to go from a nine to a ten point five. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So this album is the one that I first heard from Piebald. Okay. Um, it's the one that has the skull and crossbones that I ended up tattooing to myself. And this is a song that I just, I fucking love this song. I don't know why. Uh, I think it has like a ton of different parts in my notes. It's like, Hey, ch- ask Danny about these parts. Is it too much? Are they doing too much? <laughs> um, and like, uh, but it's like, I don't know. This song is funny. It's an intimate like tribute to a school bus. <laughs> is that what that, it is? Um, it is right, but it's weird, right? Because it's a totally awesome mixtape song, uh-huh. and I feel like I've used it before on a mixtape yeah. when I chose not to use if it, um, you know, the drums and kissing song. But mm-hmm. they have, um, if it's on the cover of this album. You'll see that sil- the, the 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 tour the, bus or whatever. Yeah, which is a short bus uh, oh. from you know, like filter, like calls a short bus, like a a little school bus. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> I don't know, like when they toured with it. I don't know if they ever did, uh-huh. <laughs> to be honest. I assume they did. Yeah, yeah. But they have many songs that reference that bus. The next one after this does oh, it okay. as well. <clears throat> and in this context, I think either we can drive all night just like a runway runaway rocket ship. I wish I had painted flames on the side. Yeah. Um, is where I think it really calls out the bus mm-hmm. that they are consistently talking about. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like the song is sweet. It, it has the soft uh, and fast that I really like. Yes. Um, and the lyrics are funny like, again, just like <laughs> it's, inter- it's entertaining shit. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, totally. It's definitely up there for like my favorite songs on the playlist. Uh, it's, it's very catchy. It is, uh, there are a lot of parts, like you said, but I feel like that was something that a lot of these bands did where like they had this paragraph of lyrics that, kind of made a song but it wasn't like in your normal verse chorus verse chorus strong song structure Mm -hmm. and they're just like okay we're going to repeat this line two or three times then we're going to repeat this line two or three times and it's but the guitar part's going to be different that kind of thing uh and it it does they don't overdo it ever like whenever i think of like bands that over overdo repetition i always think of foo fighters because they Mm -hmm. like later foo fighters do do that shit way too much but yeah like uh i don't think they overdo it I, I like all the the parts. They make a good whole song, if you will. And they've got cool little instrumental breaks on this one too. Actually, the the, the little lead at the end, I do have a note that maybe that one goes on a little too long. A little <laughs> long. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> let's get to it. I had a... Oh, so like... Um, I have some time. What do we want to do? I got uh, all of a sudden I just got lost in my in my notes. That's here. okay. Um, I I got twenty eight or twenty six seconds, and then I've got fifty one seconds. I have thirty four and two thirty five. Okay, thirty four. So like, let's do your twenty. You, let's. We might be on the same thing. If you're trying to if you're trying to point out where you're going to pick up change in the pit <laughs> on this song, uh, I I had not thought of do. the pit, but let's see, let's see. We'll do twenty. I was gonna twenty six. What'd you say yours was thirty? Thirty four. Okay. Okay. I wanted to 
uh, is that is that where I'm picking up change in there? There's a mosh part there. Okay. Yeah, okay. Totally. Okay. I I like the again the instrumental break that they go that they do. None of it is like super complicated. It's just like some picking and stuff, but uh, it's all put together very well. And I like that it ends that with that little octave run, and then it gets to possibly the the best lyric on this entire uh, playlist, which is. Would you rather listen to something that starts with a T or an L? The T is for Tom Petty, the L is for Led Zeppelin, yeah! Either way, we can drive all night. Either way, we can drive all night. I should have said the best set of lyrics. Because it wasn't just the one lyric. But yeah, I love that part. Also, fucking, why are you even asking me about L for Led Zeppelin? Like, come on, let's just listen to Tom Petty. Yeah, I'm agree. I'm in agreement. Also, why who who asks that question? So Danny, would you rather listen to something that starts with a P or an R? The P is for piebald, the R is for refuse. Like, what the fuck kind of question is that? My thought is uh back in in these days, in the days of our youth. Um, we would have a, a handful of CDs in our car or maybe in this this case, a handful of cassettes. And they're trying to pick and they're like, I don't know, you want to listen to something that starts with a T or an L? Uh, you know, like oh, you've got, got it down it. to these it. two choices. Okay, yeah. T, all right, cool. L, okay, we're picking, it's another band that starts with L. Um, the, uh, Lifetime. We Lifetime, there we go. Okay, yeah. we'll listen to Lifetime over Led Zeppelin any day. Yeah, I think these guys are probably about 10 years older than us. So yeah. Maybe that's the Led Zeppelin point there. Yeah. But. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I can appreciate Led Zeppelin, I guess. But but yeah, I, I love that line. I love the T and L is just some, it's, it's something like it reminds me of those days of like having, I had two, two booklets of like 100 CDs each, like in the back of my car. Like how fucking inconvenient is this? And I'd yeah. like oop, thump, and throw it on the passenger seat, unzip it as I'm driving like 80 miles an hour <laughs> and then start flipping through like uh, and like picking this your CDR out of there. Uh, those were the days. The kids these days, they don't know. They don't know what it was <laughs> like. <laughs> they d- yeah. I mean, of course, they don't know what it's like. They don't know what it's like to suffer. Is yeah. What you're saying. <laughs> yeah. They don't know what it's like to suffer through this. Then you put your CD in and it's all scratched up and you can't hear it. Yeah, that's true. As a CD fan, I know that I know that <laughs> life. Um, so, so the question I have for this lyric is, um, "Hey Danny, Tom Petty?" Question mark. And apparently the answer is, "Fuck oh, yeah, yeah Tom absolutely, one hundred percent." My 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 note on this is T, please. Yes, yeah, T, please, <laughs> not the L. Don't do the yeah. L. No you, L. If you take the L, you're gonna take the L. Word. <laughs> you're gonna get kicked out of my car. Yeah, but I don't know. These Boston guys like really liked that Led Zeppelin, I think. So I, I think they may have picked the L. Yeah. But I, yeah. I love the uh, either way we can drive all night. And he, he mm-hmm. does that line twice. Oh, he could have done it four times and I still would have loved it. I mean, he does do a good job of creating an image right, yeah. and a feeling with that image. Yes. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah. I don't I don't give a fuck what we put on, but we're going to drive all night and it's going to be so mm-hmm. much fun. Like that's such a 20 uh, year old feeling. You know, mm-hmm. driving around forever on an empty tank of gas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and he he references the city of Boulder. You can see all of Boulder up here. 
Oh. Um, so it's Boulder City, Nevada, uh-huh. I think is what he's talking about. And he's I driving. Think so. Yeah, that's Boulder that's City, Nevada, true. California. Yes, it's Boulder City, Nevada, Boulder, Nevada City, California. <laughs> that's, that's what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, that's good to hear. Tom Petty appreciation is yeah. something I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, let's. Can you do the two thirty-five timestamp? Uh, yes. Or maybe I should be doing a timestamp. You can do it if you want. Is that a noodle or is that a solo? Uh, and is it an arena? Is it an arena rock solo? Um, I called it a lead. I would a lead, refer to okay. That as a lead, and it does it does a little noodly because it does involve two guitars. Yeah, it's not it's not arena level though. Is it like them? Like I can imagine them in a small venue at the bottom of the hill. Will it have sure, the, sure. You know what I mean? And, Standing on the um, monitor. Right, and like Travis, the vocalist, and Aaron, the lead guitarist, just like both of them, oh, back to back, leg, uh-huh. leg up, back up, crotch out of their shorts, yeah, just yeah, like yeah, doing the doing the the lead, yeah, like they were in Van Halen or something, yeah, like yeah, that. totally, totally. It's like it's it's trying to go for that energy, we'll see, right, we'll say. but not getting there. It's not quite. Your, you were not. It's not quite there yet. <laughs> they needed to do some like tapping or something. They need to do some tapping. Yeah. Right. Word, uh, I do. I do like that lead. Maybe it does go on a little too long, but yeah, that's okay. I like. That. I totally think. I I think I agree with you. I like. I just. I like it for the hint towards where they're going in their career, but also their obvious interest in that kind of sure sure style yeah. of music, and um, to pop it into a song that's otherwise just so like chill and like yeah yeah I don't know. It's interesting to get to it, how they get there. It's a good way to end the song. For sure. Is this the one that like it goes into like the weird little synthy bit at the end? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool too. <laughs> totally unexpected. That's cool too. Forgot to ask. Are you uh, are you caught up on Drag Race? I am. Yeah, the finale is coming up. Um, my the queen I've been rooting for, Willow Pill. Are you caught up? Yes, I am. Oh, we okay. haven't watched the, the reunion episode. We're going to do that next week. We'll do a back to back next week. Oh, word. I just couldn't believe Willow Pill getting uh, on the brink of elimination there. And then Rue saves her, brings her right back into the fold, you know, it was epic. The episode before that, the episode before that, when it was uh, three people on the bottom. Georgish and Bosco and Diabetes. Yes. There and is, then they played Olivia Rodrigo, and they played like a, the only song that Diabetes could actually win to. And she did horrible horrible they the other two did pretty terribly too to be honest george just looked like a moron like he didn't yeah. or she didn't know like what that song was it's as if like oh I so i was so mad i was too yeah. and i'm mad that that uh diabetes in the top five she can't win like she can't i don't want her to win i want her to go home i want her to fall down on the stage and not get like hurt hurt but just like can't compete anymore I don't think that she can take out Lady Camden, Sacramento's own, yeah. by the way. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think she can. Think so. I don't think she could take out Angeria. Angeria, Bosco, Lady Camden. And Willow Pill. 
Willapil. Willapil, like I really think Willapil's strong, but I think Willapil's a little bit too weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Willapil be quite is gonna make it, but she. I don't think she's great in lip syncs. But not at all. I just yeah. I just <laughs> like Willapil. Like I want to hang out with Willapil. I could be down with that too. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway. All right. You. We want to talk about Dirty Harry and the Thunderbolts. Sure. Let's talk about Dirty Harry and the Thunderbolts. So this is kind of more of how I remember them being live. This one's got that more. It's more like arena rock sounding. It's fast and it's a little bit of like a jock, a jock rock. Yeah, a little. It's a little sassy too, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. which is why. I mean, it's not my favorite song on the playlist. I, I don't want to say it's my least favorite song because I still kind of like it. Um, for me, dirty. What do I write about this? So it's an Aaron song. I wanted to pick a song where Aaron was singing. Okay. They're also, it's also absurd. Like it's just an absurd song. Yeah. It's been, it's been a run around as I spin around and around. I think to myself, this is quite amazing. <laughs> like what? It's just their, stupid. Their lyrics are very like just this kind of train of thought. Yeah. The he page. references the n- naked gun, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then says, I think I'll go home now where everything I own is safe or some shit like that. Well, I find that so funny. And then, of course, it goes on to the, we're going to treat our modes of transportation as friends. And <laughs> this means recognizing a name and treating it as if it were human. Um, that's like the fucking bus again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, these are some weirdos. And I wanted, I guess I want to just bring to bring to up that, like, I don't think anybody was doing this kind of shit where their lyrics were just absolutely funny nonsense at times. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. So I think that that was probably what really stuck out to sure, me. Sure, sure, sure. When I listen to the song now, I sort of live, I sort of laugh along with it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good song. It's fast. I like the speed and the sort of rollicking rock nature yeah, of yeah. it. And the end of it where it like, it ends with, I will live to ride and ride to live. Which is <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Um, but I don't think that, I don't know, man, like this is not a song I'm going to be popping on tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's such a funny um, line to end on too. Cause it's, it's it so sounds cool. like such like a motorcycle. <laughs> but they're talking about like a bus yeah a short bus (laughs) for school it's like so Um, yeah yeah yeah. uh i i only have one timestamp for this song where is it at 150 i've got 50 and i don't know why i was like picks the pace picks up is what i said maybe listen to it and cut it if it's dumb oh i would never 50 You, you might I like it. I just like it. It's one. It's a head shaker. It's like yeah. you're a head bobber. Yeah. You're like hell yeah, let's go. It's a it's a um, bounce up and down, mm. kind of like mosh song, for sure. Uh, and then they got this part that uh, it, I think they might have stolen from like Cave In. Oh, or maybe a member of Cave In was in the band when they wrote it. <laughs> oh, possibly, possibly. 
<clears throat> just that slide makes me think of until your heart stops mm-hmm. cave in era, which I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe the guy was in the band. I'm trying to think of who was and at what point, like they definitely had cave in members and converge members in that band at certain points. That's so funny. Or they were in the, or maybe they were in those bands. It's something uh-huh. like that. Something. But yeah. The, the crossover, it, this, the theft could easily be just like, Oh, I wrote that for that. Yeah. Other band. Yeah, yeah. So who knows? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a bop. I'll say that. It's, it's a, a bop. bop. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I already talked about how much I love I Will Live to Ride and Ride to Live. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. I like yes. the little the little outro, too. It's it good. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, I think uh, I think that's about all I got. I wanted yeah. Aaron's song, and that song rocks. Yeah. That's what I was going for. I don't, I don't think I even noticed that it was a different singer. Yeah. Um, he doesn't do very many. It's not like... Um, is it like the the other guy in Get Up Kids where it's like one per album or something? Yeah, something like that. Maybe one or two. Yeah. I think so. Okay. He's got one on that. The album that you were referencing earlier, When Life Ends You Lemons, I think mm-hmm. Garrison sings one on that too. Okay. I can't remember. It's weird though because Caven has that. Garrison has that. Yeah. Dual vocal attack. I don't... I mean, it's just a thing those Boston scene kids were like, you got to have... You're, everyone's got to be able to sing. Just, yeah. Everyone's got to have... Every Matt Damon has to have their Ben Affleck. Right. Every Matt Damon has... <laughs> Yes, that was actually a shirt they all wore <laughs> around town. Uh, sick. Well, let's yeah. go to look. I just don't like you. It doesn't look good to me. It doesn't look good to me. So I'm sleeping outside your room. Not a very nice song title. Uh, no, it is not. <laughs> um, it is not. Look, I just don't like you. Is it similar to the previous song actually? In that it just is a rocker. Like yeah. it just goes right. The pace is really quick. I like the lyric, the wordplay in this one more. And I wanted to pick a song from this album that was not American Hearts. Yeah, it's it's very promising again. Um, like right from the get go. Yeah, it's got that. Um, uh, nothing feels good. Era. Promise ring. Hev- that drums though are way heavier though, right? Like yeah. something about it that feels a bit more um, aggressive. Yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah. so. But yeah, it's it's rad. I like that. Again, I I I like that sound, and so having another band that kind of sounds like that is is nice. And the lyrics are are very clever. Um, my first lyric timestamp is at one oh three. Which one is that? What that's, do you got? That's the here. I'll just play it. Were you born in a barn or just yesterday? I don't know. I can, it's stupid, but I love it. It's really good. Yeah. If well, that, it goes on, and if I'm not mistaken, I think I have this written down here. Um, Tie me up with yarn. Well, it's not inescapable. Is the rhyme that 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 verse ends on? Yeah. Tie me up with yarn. Well, it's not inescapable. Hold me down with bricks or even a staple. <laughs> I mean, when I read it, when I look at the lyrics and I read them out loud, I'm like, this, it's almost annoying. It's like, yeah, what were you yeah, doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> how many it's, dumb like couplets do you need? But it's like the ramble, like the, a weird, 
like a weird journal that would get left on the table at the library. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's totally true. I mean, there's an, there's a lyric before that one that I've, that I've always been a fan of because it's like, I don't know what this song is about. I can't figure it. I, I think there's a fight potentially, but like there's so much nonsense in between that like, it's just like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he starts off that, he starts off with that. It doesn't look good to me thing, which is goes throughout the so- song. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, it sounds like, yeah, they're having a fight, but, um, <laughs> He's got that line where he's like, I've been shaking hands coming fresh from the beauty salon. <laughs> yeah. It's such a cool vibe, especially if you know what the vocal, like Travis does not go to beauty salons. <laughs> it's just not something that makes any sense. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Um, like that section that's i like the vocal delivery on there and it it it's got kind of just a sing-along vibe to it to me mm-hmm. i don't know it's this nice. whole song is very sing-along yeah, i yeah. think and like it feels to me like he isn't singing necessarily in a very different way from the previous mm-hmm. three songs but like that his voice in this song i mean this is the most recent one on this playlist yeah um, his voice is definitely stronger and he's figured out a way to fit it into that music better. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have that same like out of tune feel to it, but it still fits with the music really well. Kind of like promise ring did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like Davey kind of figured out how to control his voice a little better or something. Or took a lesson. Maybe maybe, maybe they took maybe. lessons <laughs> together perhaps. Ooh, possibly. Yeah. Um, little body, mighty hand. Is, is a sentence that stuck out. Yeah, yeah. Where is that? Is Was that, a, like the oh, very, that was the end of what I just played? Okay, yeah. yeah. And why does he hate credit cards? I don't... I don't know. He's got things to hide and nothing to offer. Maybe a good smile, but that can't buy you a governor. <laughs> <laughs> credit cards can't buy you governors. It's true. It's true. <laughs> well, maybe not credit cards, but some sort of money might be able to buy you a governor. <laughs> yeah. It's a funny one, I think. Um, yeah. How is this album uh, as a whole? Like, this is the one that I feel like is their quintessential album, maybe. It's what they're known for, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is surprising to me because it comes late and it's, I think they had, I think they peaked already at this point mm-hmm. a little bit. I think it, it's the timing is where it's at. 2002, like, the Say Anything is a big band at that time. Yeah. Like, some pop, some of that more like melodic pop rock kind uh-huh. of sound is a little bit more popular. I don't think this made them big though. I don't think Piebald was ever like outside of Boston, like a yeah, a renowned band of any, of any sort. I, yeah. I, I'd be surprised. They, they kind of seemed like one of those bands that, you know, got bigger, but never like really broke Mm-mm. as much as promise ring or get up kids or like those bands did, but they were still like, for me growing up, like when the, when I first started like kind of figuring out the emo stuff, they were a band that came up like right away though. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're just one of those like tertiary bands that you kind of like, oh, you will do, if you like this then you got to listen to this too. If you like Promise Ring, you should check out Piebald, like that kind of thing. But I, 
It feels to me like it wouldn't work though, like that yeah. well. Like it, it'd, half of the people who would do that transition would be like, "What the what the hell is this? <laughs> I don't like this." I just it's it's a strange mix. Yeah. It's a strange fit. I like I think credit th- cards. I totally am a big credit card fan. And I, I don't want to be held down with bricks or even a staple. <laughs> yeah, no. One solitary staple. <laughs> I think, so this album, We're the Only Friends We Have, oh, shit, like, it's much better produced. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's not Side One Dummy. They went to Side One Dummy after this, I think. Oh, is this one? one si- not Side One? Oh, yeah. This Defiance, Defiance Records. Records. I don't even know that? what that is. Oh, no, it was initially on Big Wheel Records. It's currently owned by Defiance. Oh, that means. I see. Big Wheel Recreation, excuse me, put it out. So okay. I thought it was well-produced. I think that there are some songs that are really great, but it's it did not hit for me the same way that Phoenician Blinds mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think it's that rock vibe. I'm not a, I'm not a, I don't know, maybe it, now as an adult I can listen to it mm-hmm. differently, but they yeah, got maybe. a little bit more into that rock rock and roll vibe. Yeah, but, a little more arena. It's not even rock and roll. It's, it's. Okay, it's that same good. like like you were saying um Van Halen like arena rock right. feel to it. That's definitely the way I felt after seeing them. I was like, oh they're kind of going for like an arena rock kind of oh, thing. An arena rock style for, for sure. And I think yeah. this has more of that in yeah. it. They get But it has songs. I mean American Hearts is a song that I think is really great. Just a simple plan was a single that they put out for this mm-hmm. and it I had that 7-inch and I listened to it over and over again. It has like kids singing in the beginning cuz the really? vocalist was a like a third grade teacher at the time. Wow. Um so is, like he Is that where the band Simple Plan got their name? Shit, it must be. No, of course not. Simple Plan is that's <laughs> It's not like <laughs> That's easily something. So, I mean, I'm surprised they were the first band to have that name. Simple uh, plan. Let's see. I wonder. I bet it is. I bet it is. Canada and Boston, they're not too far, 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 far apart they're from each other. They're not too far, far, far. <laughs> they're not too far apart from each other. <laughs> uh, let's see if it says anything. No, they were founded in 1999. Uh, this album comes out in 2002. It's too late. This is also the last piebald album I ever heard. I have not listened to anything after this. Moving on to We Believe in Karma. We do. We believe in karma. Here at five songs or less. So be nice to your neighbors. <laughs> uh, also from 1999. Yeah, so this is your same. favorite album then, right? Venetian Blinds. Venetian I think Blinds. so. Although. Well, like, oh, well, you said the Lemons one was is up there as well. From, from today's perspective, I think the Lemons one. Mm-hmm. This is the album that I listened to. I was a piebald fan of this album. Sure. And Lemons was good, but yeah. from today's perspective, I think I prefer. When did you, what uh, year did you say it was that you saw them? When you went on the like. Oh my gosh, I've seen them so many times. That, um, that Taking Back Sunday tour. Let me see if I can find that out. I think it would have been 2002, 2001. Oh, Vancouver, British Columbia, 2000. Whoa. Taking Back Sunday in 2000? No, that can't be. It's around that time. I can't remember if I was in college yet or if I was still in high school. Uh-huh. That's a big difference. Like 2000, I would have been still in high school. I feel like I feel like it was the tour before they brought, right before 
We Are the Only Friends We Have came out. So okay. 2001, 2002, okay. somewhere. Okay. Uh, but they were headline, or they were opening? They headlined. Oh, they headlined even. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Big deal. And then you've seen them yeah. other times too, you said? Yeah, I saw them quite a few times. Nice. Are they, they the band you've always... seen the most? Oh, shit. No, no. There would be like local bands that I saw probably more times. Well, a, like yeah. touring band that you've seen the most. With intention, probably. Okay. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. I think mine is Thursday and Blood Brothers. I think they're tied. I should have gone to that Thursday show like a couple months ago. Yeah, you should, well, I don't know about that. Yeah, I know. Uh, anyway, hey, not- uh, We Believe in Karma by Piebald. You like this song? Yeah, you ever I, heard this song before? Me, I have heard the song. I do like the song, actually, yeah. uh, from that same album. I think I could have done a, f- a less on this one. I don't think I needed to put this song in to necessarily sure. get any sort of point across <laughs> to you. Because I'm not I'm not even certain I was trying to convince you to like Piebald. I think I was just trying to diversify your uh, critique of them. Sure, sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think We Believe in Karma. I think it's a cr- fan favorite, too. It's like, you know, like it's a big, it's a popular song. And uh, Any song I, any song that's got a ska riff in it has got to be the... Well, top, play me the top of the pops. I'm not th- Show me that one. It technically starts with it, but I'll I'll do my timestamp version. Uh, 140. And then it flows. It just flies. It right You're right. I didn't think about that. That, but now I like it less. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Are you not? Are you not a um, ska guy? You don't like ska. I feel like I had a ska moment, like any kid who's fourteen in nineteen ninety six yeah, did. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's not. A, it's not a style of music that really stuck with me. Oh, okay. I think. Um, but it flies out of that. Like coming out of that, they just like rock, yeah, right? Then yeah. they like plant their feet down, and they're just like, "Let's go." <laughs> and um, dude, I I don't know. Like I really like, I really like that transition yeah. for sure. It's a good transition. Huh. It's. I mean, it's not, it, it's Scott adjacent or whatever. I don't think they were oh, totally. necessarily trying to go for a Scott riff, but it, I was listening today and I was like, wait a second, this is Scott. <laughs> That's like when I was listening to Taking Back Sunday, and I was like, wait a second, this is new metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except less obvious, obviously. I was making that up a bit more. Well, you had to have that video of him like scatting or whatever he was doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I have, so um, this song I think is actually like, um, the most serious of all the songs oh, like okay. uh and it's not i mean it's not a serious song but <clears throat> i don't think it's as funny there's no jokes uh, that really stand out uh-huh. which i think is pretty interesting and i have uh one timestamp at one minute okay until one minute and 25 seconds so it's a little behind oh, what you cool. just played that's okay and it'll take up my first timestamp, which is good okay one to 120 what five 125 okay. here we go the final Uh, that has that little ska pop in the beginning. A little bit, yeah. 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 Uh, is that a kind of chord that you can play, like the trash we were talking about last night moment, where like you can like strum it and then throw your hand up in the air and then let it come around and catch it again? Oh, I think so. Here, let me <sighs> let me let me hear that again. Hold on, we'll just do part of it. 
so live, I bet they I bet they do that. I bet they do that live where they just hit it and then they wave they right. do the windmill around with their arm. Yeah, fuck yeah. But it it is still strumming, I think. Uh, or at least oh, okay, one of the okay. guitars. It's maybe I mean they're a two guitar band, so maybe it's just they the do, singer yeah. doing the I love the the delivery of that uh everything what does he say everything that goes around yeah it comes it comes back around again yeah it's aggressive like his vocals are I mean it's a good it's a shining moment for his vocals it really sure. it really really is especially on like the earlier album too because we were saying like it wasn't until the next album where he kind of really found it but I think mm-hmm. maybe this is a, a glimpse of him starting to. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the delivery on that line is is really really nice. I like it a lot. And it yeah, it's leaning into that arena rock where you do the who yeah. the who windmill or whatever. The who windmill? Yeah. They're the ones famous for that. Yeah. Uh, what's that guy's name? Pete Townsend. Pete Townsend. That's right. And then yeah, you've got the the six ska riff. Do some skanking in the pit before you get punched. I kind of want to do that now. Now that I'm kind of regretting not having ever noticed that and having seen this song live, uh, why didn't I skank? You need to. They need to tour again because uh, obviously they made reference to 2022. So maybe they'll tour this year. You can go in full Rude Boy attire oh God. in hopes that they'll play this song. <laughs> and then as soon the as front, like oh, hopefully, as soon as uh, this song comes on, you hop up on stage and just start doing the, the skank. Whether they're playing that part or not, just Nate. And if they don't play this song, just make sure the last song they play, yeah. I am up there doing this gank. <laughs> just Nate. I do. They they play a lot. Actually, you sent me a video that I found so confusing. Oh, oh shit! Um, I forgot about that. That like advertisement like, video from Delta Airlines. Yeah. Like, but it's like just for like people probably flying into Boston. Yeah, I yeah, imagine. yeah. And um, I was tr- I was like, oh, this is weird. I'll look around on the internet and see if there is anything else. Like, how big was Piebald? I'm I'm consistently underestimating how popular some of these bands were. I think during that era, it was hard to get an idea about like I don't know. I was in a small town. Like one yeah. other kid I knew knew who this band was. Mm-hmm. Like it just seemed like this stuff was also small. And I think this was pretty. This wasn't as big, but apparently in New England, they might have sure they might have continued and still have some sort of legacy because yeah. like every video I saw of interviews of them was like over the last 10 years. And it was always like Boston based festivals or some Boston event or something like Mm -hmm. that. So I don't know. They do not look good though. (laughs) (laughs) didn't age well. Yeah. Well, they they said in the beginning, the first song that they're ugly. So yeah, I mean, but I didn't think they were that ugly. I just feel like Travis has not cut his hair since he wrote that song. (laughs) (laughs) And and there's a reference of, for Aaron, like the two most memorable guys, right? Like the, in that song I talked about where they predicted 20 years out, his line is that he got fat and he definitely is a much larger person sure, than sure. he was previously yeah, for yeah. sure. But <laughs> it's, I don't know. They play well. They haven't written a song I would imagine in 15 years. Probably. probably yeah. But, you know, they just, they just play the life. hits now. Yeah. Totally. You need to do a Vegas residency. Oh no, don't no, no. <laughs> Danny. I have to tell you, thank you for uh, indulging me in a band that you didn't, didn't, uh, uh, that you were like <laughs> making fun of. I was like, oh, I'll send you a pieball list. But it's it's fun well, to like talk about these bands though, where like I know them, but I don't like, you know, really know them. I like how all the members are listed as past members too. What the fuck? Sorry, I'm like 
looking at. Yeah, I mean, I mean, technically, they only play when the mayor of Boston or Matt Dill- <laughs> Matt Damon asks them to. Yeah. So we need a band for my it's new possible. movie. <laughs> yeah, they got to look like a Boston band. <laughs> Dropkick Murphys was busy, so <laughs> yeah, so we'll, <laughs> look at these these hairy gents over here. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Like, there's a time and a point. It's, it actually reminds me, like, I had a radio show when I was in college. Um, I think I started as a sophomore or junior for the college radio nice. station. Saturday nights, 10 o'clock to midnight. What was your show called? And the sh- Sometimes Friends Fight, actually. It was a highball reference. Wow. Yeah. But it's a good name, too, yeah. I feel. Like, it's just me and a bunch of, like, my friends would come up and join me during nice. certain times. But, yeah. It was obviously a band that I liked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's sick. Um, yeah, this, yeah. this playlist was very fun. Uh, like I said, it's, it's like, reminds me of promise ring, which is always fun. I definitely, I want to revisit those first two albums though. And then I'll probably just get mad that I sold the, the vinyl box set, but I wouldn't get mad about it. I mean, it's probably for sale for $142 on discount. Yeah, that's, now, that's about right. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just just buy it back. It's not like you need that money for anything else. No. I gotta buy I need that money to buy Zeo reissues. Are those coming out? Oh wow. They did a whole new cover for uh Liberate. Save yourself. How much is it costing? It was like thirty bucks. Oh, that's that's pretty standard, I feel yeah. now. No? It, it, 30, 30 bucks is like the going price for a record these days. Sucks. It's it's weird. Back in my day, records were like ten dollars. Literally ten or fifteen, yeah, right? Yeah, fifteen but, was like a two LP. Right. Not anymore. I think it, they legitimately cost more to make. So yeah, that makes some sense. Do. I know that like Discord was talking about that, like because they're up to Discord charges about seventeen bucks for a record now. Oh really? Um, they do some dope reissues. They do. I try to follow them yeah. and, and pick pick up stuff. Yeah, they do. But um, they did a nice like red. 13 songs LP, which was cool. I didn't already have it, so I don't, I didn't get it, but I like it when the vinyl matches the the cover really well. That's true. Yeah. When the cover allows for that kind of match. Uh, okay. Anywho, um, what do we, what do I want to say? This is like a pie bald. You're pretty good. Uh, you're reminding me of promise ring. I'll give you, We'll go through three point six. Three point six seconds of summer. Three point six seconds of summer. Yeah. Not one hundred percent seconds of summer. I mean the the song one hundred percent good, I'll give a hundred percent. It Hell lives yeah. up to its name. All right, that's a pretty good rating. I was expecting um more more uh more of a fight for me. No, one, no. I, I didn't expect to not like this. Um, I just don't like the song American Hearts I, for for whatever reason. But because you're a part of it and uh, yeah, yeah. it upsets you when you are told that you're a part yeah. of it. You're, <laughs> you'd like to ignore your role in the problem. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, sweet. I, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, what else are we talking about uh, soon? We're going to be talking about Alcest one of these days. Right, that's the next one you and I are doing, right? Yeah, we're going to talk about Miranda Lambert. Oh, God. See, here's a, I've officially given you three acts. 
Garrison, which is great and fine. Pie Bell, which is great and fine. And then the one act that I currently listen to a lot of, literally every day, is Miranda Lambert. I cannot fucking believe that. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Cody's going to be there. I hope I did her do. I hope I did. Like, I don't know. Like, I really appreciated hearing Cody mention that, like, it's hard to figure out how to construct a certain kind of playlist. And Lambert has a lot of music, Mm -hmm. like a lot Mm -hmm. of music. And she does this thing, like Cody was right, and he talked a lot about like the sort of audio tune, like contemporary country artists, and then the Americana. Yeah. And Lambert does both of those things. Yeah. And so I was trying to figure out how to bring both of them in, but <laughs> I don't think I I think I ignored it a little bit, but regardless. Well, we'll see. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. In, I don't know, a few weeks' time or something like that. Oh, yeah. I've got a I've got a braid episode coming up with Cody too. Oh shit! Yeah, Hell yeah! Never really listened to Bird. Is that an is that a is that an anniversary or is that no? He's just never really listened just, to them before. Oh, he's never. Oh my yeah, god! Really? Yeah. Well, Hell yeah! Cody, so, you're into it. Um, hopefully, he likes it. But yeah, sick. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. You want to do an outro too? Hey, oh, wait. Do that thing. Hey. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening. Hey, <laughs> you get, well, you have to credit them. You're part of it, right? The success of this podcast oh, it's uh, true. Is, is due in part to the people who listen it's to it. True. Hey, you're part of it. You're part of it. Hey, you're part of it. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Would you like to do the intro to this one? Uh, you have a formula that for some You're reason I'm 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 spacing on right now. Um, I think you go like this. You're ready, everyone. I'm going to do my best, Danny. Okay. <clears throat> well, hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you do listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, but where you go, like from there, like welcome to. Uh, I don't think you do. You say the name of the a podcast every time. I do. Oh, yeah. Show me your show me your thing. Let's hear it. Let me let me refresh go, my memory. I usually go with a, uh, "Hey everybody, welcome back to Five Songs or Less." Hey everybody, this welcome is Danny. Back. Introduce yourself. Uh, I'm here with with Nate. The band we talked about with, or we're going to talk about is Piebald. All right, all right. Rewind. <laughs>